Hi guys, my name's Hannah Manus and I am with Christlike Ministry. Um, for the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about um, growing where we're planted and um, allowing God to lead us, you know. But today was a little different. Um, God kind of gave me something different uh, to talk about. Um, I think somebody else needed this, you know. So, we are going to talk about the um, importance of not forgetting the face of your father. Okay. Well, my title is, Have You Forgotten the Face of Your Father? Um, So, I'm going to start with the scripture, Deuteronomy 8 and 1 through 4. When you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good that he has given you. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God, failing to observe his commands, his laws, and his decrees that I'm giving you this day. So, when I first came up with this um, a few weeks ago, uh, I came up with the title, Have You Forgotten the Face of Your Father?, when I came up with this title, my whole goal for the title was to be about sin, about how if you are sinning, you have forgotten the face of your father, your heavenly father. Um, and I just, that was my whole goal. That was my ambition. That was my, that was just, it was going to be something that I worked on that I was going to be passionate about. And, um, well, God changed that, you know, today he changed that. He was like, no. Um, you forgetting my face isn't just sinning. I was like, um, well, okay. And I was like, um, just speak to me, you know, give me what you want me to say. Um, and he said, God spoke to me and he said, forgetting the face of your father isn't just sinning. It's, it's, when I have taken you to that place where you feel like you need to be at, where I feel like you're ready, you know, for ministry, when you, when I have taken you out of your problems, you can forget me, you forget my face, you, you know, and God he's speaking to me and I'm like, whoa, wow. And he just keeps talking. He's like, forgetting my face is so, he said, it's, it's different than, than you're thinking, you know, you're thinking, oh, well, if I forget his face, I'm sinning. You know, if, if I'm sinning, you know, I'm forgetting him. I'm turning my back on him. I can't remember what he looks like. But no, it's so much more than that. It's it's the it's the fact that when he's taken us out of our problems, when he's taken us out of our storm and we're like, "Thank you, Jesus. You know, thank you, God. You're good." You know, we dance, we shout, we we get victorious and then we're done we're like okay I'm done you know 
and our ministry becomes more about look at me guys look what I'm doing then then becomes more of self preservation then God just brought me out of this storm and I'm going to worship him and I'm going to praise him and I'm doing all of this for his glory when it should all be about God thank you for bringing me out of this storm thank you God I'm going to show everyone I'm going to show them your glory God shine through me show them what you have done for me it should be that instead of all right i got this soul i got this soul they're coming to church they're living for god now all right pastor where's my reward you know i've been soul winning i've got 20 people to come to church come on i need my reward or i'm a disciple maker come on let's go i need a reward when it's not about the rewards It's not about the rewards that you can get. It's about winning someone to God, showing them that I've been where you're at. I've been where you have been. You know, I've been through what you're going through and I want I want to help you through this. It should be about showing God's glory through everything that we do. You know, and most ministers, and I can't say most because I know ministers and I know a lot of ministers who are not like this, but a lot of ministers, high-ranking ministers, they're like, all right, all right, I started this conference there, you know, and I'm going to, um, I'm going to be, uh, I'm get, I'm definitely going to get a star in my crown for this one. If all you can think of is what star you're going to get in your crown, what jewel you're going to get in your crown when you make it to heaven, then your heart is not in the right place. If that's all you can think about and the only reason that you are trying to save souls the only reason that you're trying to become a disciple maker your heart is not in the right place your whole goal as a minister or as someone trying to become a minister your whole goal should be I want this person saved I love people and I want this person saved. I go to Tyler Tabernacle and every every minister in this in my church are disciple makers and when I say they are disciple makers I am talking disciple makers. They're not worried about well I'm definitely going to get this jewel in my crown. I'm definitely going to get this star in my crown. No they are true disciple makers our youth pastor here at Tyler Tabernacle he is literally teaching our youth the follow to lead book by Stan Gleason 
it is so amazing. He has taught us how to disciple people. And I'm, I am in awe at how much our associate pastor is, 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 he's, he is so into making disciples that he, he has been teaching the follow to lead class in the uh, ministry class and it is it's amazing it's amazing how much we how much we have learned from these ministers our pastor brother Michael Littlefield He's also our presbyter. He He preached a sermon a few weeks ago and he said God spoke to me as I was writing this sermon and God told me that I am so tardy at preaching this message. I'm way too late. I am far too late at preaching this message. And it was the message of the cross. It was, his title was literally the message of the cross. And I'm telling you, we had so many people weeping at the altars because they were they were getting right with God. They wanted to stay right with God. They it was amazing at how many people were actually touched. Even the most godly people in our church were at that altar. And you know, I've heard people say, "Well, all we ever have is bang up services, you know. We're just always dancing and shouting you know sometimes you know that those things are awesome and I love upbeat services and I love dancing and shouting and you know but some of my favorite services are when we're at the altar and we're weeping you know God enjoys hearing us dancing and shouting and He loves hearing those things and seeing those things. You know, but there but there's one thing that he loves more. And it's when we come to him with open hearts and we say, God, thank you for everything you've done. Thank you. for being who you are. Thank you for everything you've done. Thank you, my God. I don't want you for what you can do for me. I want you for you. I want you. 
I want you for who you are. You know, we, you know, daddies, they love to gift us. And daddies, they love to hug us and kiss us. But we, as children, we don't love our dads for what they can give us. We love our daddies because of what who they are to us. They're our dad. You know, they they've been there for us through everything. They've hugged us and kissed us. You know, we want them for who they are and what they are to us, you know. And that's the same thing with God. He loves us and he wants to gift us. He wants to bless us. He wants to hug us and kiss us and tell us he loves us. You know, and God, he loves to hold us close. But he also likes to hear us say, God. He wants to hear us say, Father, Daddy. I don't want you because of what you can give me. I don't want you because of the gifts you've given me. I don't want you because you can do these wonderful miracles. I want you because I actually love you and I want you for you. I want you for who you are. I want you because you loved me first, you know, and... And it's just, it's amazing at how, how quick your relationship with God will grow when you want him for him, not just because he can do miracles for you. And it's just, it's amazing. And I, if God stopped blessing me, If all I could do was worship him and thank him for everything he's already done and I didn't get anything else from God, I would be happy because he's already done enough. He's already done enough. He died on the cross for me. It should have been me upon that cross. It should have been me being whipped. It should have been me with that thorn crown on my head. It should have been me with the nail-scarred hands. But instead of me, instead of me, God came to earth. God came to earth and he took my place. God took my place. The thief on the cross, he mocked Jesus. He was mocking Jesus. And he said, if you are truly the son of God, why don't you get yourself down? Save yourself. And the other thief said, no, leave him alone. We deserve to be up here. This man has done nothing wrong. He doesn't even deserve to be up here. And he asked God. He asked him, he said, 
Jesus. Oh God. He said, Jesus, remember me in paradise. You know, it should have been us. We should have been the one on that cross. But God loved us so much that he took our place. If you or I were the only people on this earth, then he would still take that place. If I was the only person on earth, if I was the only person alive, he would have still taken my place on that throne. And we so often forget the things that he's done for us already. We forget and we forget who he is. And all we do is say, come on, God, give, 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 give. Give to me, God. Bless me, Lord. When he already has, he could have allowed us to die on that cross. But instead, he took our place. We have forgotten the face of our Father. We have forgotten Most of us have even forgotten what it feels like to be in his presence and to actually feel his presence overflow. We have forgotten what it actually feels like to be laid out at the altar because his presence is overflown. It has overflowed the place. And it's the feeling of being at the altar. I'm being prophesied over knowing that God is going to turn things around. I'm being laid out at the altar. Most of us have forgotten that feeling. You know, and the elders of the church, you know, they they say our young generation, they don't know the feeling. And they're right, because the younger generation isn't putting their all into growing a relationship with God. And they don't understand that right now is not the time to be playing games. Right now is not the time to be playing in the world. You know, and it's just, it's so, it's tiring to know that our youth is playing around. The girls feel like they have to leave the church to find someone. 
they have to, they feel like they have to, they have to wear makeup to find someone to love them. But in all reality, God's already chosen that person. If you are in the church, God has already found you that person who's in the church. You know, and you have a calling on your life. Every one of us do. Even if it's just to scrub the toilets in the church. That is a calling and that is one of the most important positions in the church because somebody has to make sure the sanctuary is clean somebody has to make sure the toilets are clean and it it's so I thank the people in our church who keeps it clean you know and and I thank the people who do it Because they have the most important job in the church. And I feel the power of God already. Oh, I've felt it the entire time and it's just, oh, it's amazing. Um, But I thank them because they have the most important job you know and I'm getting into another message that I had saved for another time but it all connects everything connects and it it all I could go on and on and on and but I know I'm actually I only have like (laughs) 10 more minutes but And I wanted to make it actually shorter. I actually wanted to make it like 15. But (laughs) that ain't working. Um, But thank you guys for listening. I'm going to let you guys go. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I hope you guys have a wonderful evening. And God bless. And... um, Please don't judge me too much on this because this is my first podcast and um, I uh, I was kind of a little bit nervous at first and then, you know, anyways, um, so I hope you guys have a wonderful night and God bless you and have a wonderful Sunday.